0: about a podcast from the academic skills team at UWS my name is Linda Riches and I'm one of the academic skills advisors at the university I'm joined as always by Dr Kevin Wilson hi Kevin hi there and Ben Farrer. hi Ben hi my fellow academic skills advisors. And today we thought we'd have a look at a sort of tricky area for for students, plagiarism. Sometimes that word can strike a bit of fear into students' hearts. So what we're hoping to do today is explain a little bit about what plagiarism is and explain some of the issues around it and hopefully give you some advice on how to make sure you don't plagiarise. So we better start off by saying what we mean by this word plagiarism. And I think Ben, maybe a place to start is is looking at what the university regulations say about plagiarism, and then we'll have a little chat about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, the the university does have quite specific regulations in terms of what is plagiarism and what isn't. So if we just kind of have a look at the regulations, um, it's defined by the university, as and I'm quoting here, um, an attempt to gain an unfair advantage in an assessment by gaining credit for the work of another person or by accessing an authorised material relating to assessment. So by that, it just means taking credit for someone else's work. Um, or, you know, say, looking at, you know, an exam question before you're allowed to look at an exam question or something like that. Um, And then it says um, plagiarism, this includes the use of the work of other students, past or present, um, or substantial and unacknowledged use of published material presented as the student's own work. So again, in layman's terms, it's just um, either kind of self-plagiarism, which would be a case of you've submitted a piece of work in the past, and then you're just copying and pasting chunks of that and presenting it as new fresh work um, and bearing in mind that can also cross from other um, places that you may have studied so stuff that you may have done at another university if that's on um, you know if that's then presented as kind of original work for a new assessment that would count um, and also from, um, from other sources and that kind of thing so if you were to take say um, a chunk of text from like an academic paper or a a textbook or something like that and not reference it and present it as your own work that would also count as plagiarism so that's the technical um, definition according to the university anyway
0: yeah so if we sort of break that down a little bit I mean Kevin do you find students get a bit worried about plagiarism and then think that they're going to do this without intending to do you get a bit of concern about that from students when you're talking to them
2: yeah, I mean, I think I think the main thing comes from a, usually a lack of, of of awareness about it. I think you know, there's mm-hmm. there's I would hope not so many cases of kind of intentional malicious plagiarism as there is of students maybe doing things by making a mistake. And we'll, I think we'll talk quite a lot about referencing, you know. And I think unlike the other podcasts, where we'll be quite informal, I think it was important that we started here with quite you know the, the formal regulation on it because it's important mm-hmm. that it's, it's defined as such. And well, we don't want to scare people because I think that's one that can be quite debilitating. I worry about plagiarism if you're not sure about it, um, that you know, as for something like this, you need to to know what it is and to know the seriousness of it, um, in the first instance. But then I hope what we're going to do now is kind of is kind of relax people's thoughts about it by making them aware of of, of the kind of basics of avoiding it and 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 how you can stay away from it. And you know, just looking at the the, the guidelines as well, <clears throat> it's. You know, it gives a kind of list of, of other examples, which I'm not going to go through a list of specific examples, but with each one of them, I think bar one, which is, you know, getting somebody else to use somebody else to write your essay, which we'll, we'll talk about. But they all they all mention this notion of acknowledgement or acknowledging something or unacknowledged. So it's about, as long as we continually kind of focus on this idea of acknowledging the, the original authors of, of material. Um, then usually we can get away from the the unintentional issue of plagiarism. You know and that's the one yeah. that people worry about. What if I'm plagiarizing? And to get around that, or or to address that notion of uh, unintentional plagiarism, um, and that's I suppose different from the stuff we would talk about with intentional. That more kind of maybe uh, you know thoughtful one, where, where people are getting other people to write their essays or, or re- regurgitating their own work, um, and full knowledge that that's what they're doing. But that unintentional element that you were kind of asking about there. I think that can always be addressed by just thinking about the idea of acknowledging the, the original author of, of the, the material that's been used.
0: Yeah. So, so let's talk maybe about a couple of those areas you mentioned, Kevin, about those areas that are quite clearly intentional and things that we would you know definitely steer students away from doing. Um, I suppose the first really obvious one is the idea of paying someone to write your assignment. Um I always think to myself, why are you on the course if you're if you're going to pay someone to write your assignment for you? Um, it is something I, I don't know about Scotland, but certainly in England, that idea of essay mills is, is going to be outlawed. I think that's going to be made illegal um, fairly soon. Um, and, and hopefully that would maybe, you know, happen in, in Scotland as well. Um, but I guess we're all fairly agreed that getting someone to write your assignment is just an absolute no-go. Uh, any, any comments on that? Have you ever had any students suggesting to you that that's, that's okay to do, Ben?
1: Um, well, I, I used to be a teacher and um, I I will say um, I've not personally had any student's but I have seen um, things happen. I've been involved in procedures and that kind of thing where, um, you know, a student sort of purchased an essay or or got an essay from something like that. Um, I mean, I will say, um, first and foremost, it is really obvious. Like, it's really obvious um, because the style is different. I mean, I I don't think students sometimes always realise that your work is actually sort of... um, it is uniquely yours. There will be things that your tutor will will notice about your work and that kind of thing. And it's sometimes, you know, the way you phrase things or words you use or topics that you're interested in or recurring themes and that kind of thing. Um, so when something suddenly arrives and it has none of those things, it's really obvious. Also, the quality, you know, there's sometimes a massive spike in quality or something like that. And it's like, mm, this, you know, it, it just, it doesn't fit. Um, so it, it does happen. I will say it's very rare. That I've encountered it, but like it does happen, but it just, yeah, it's definitely something to absolutely steer clear of and that kind of thing. Um, And I mean, also, I've, you know, you see these kinds of things where they're like, um, you know, promising these brilliant essays and that kind of thing. Ultimately, your education is about you taking an active role in your learning and your development. Um, And it's a case of if you go into this with the mindset of, um, that you really want this education, that you really want to learn and develop and that kind of thing, then doing the assessments is an absolute vital part of that. That's your measuring stickers to how much you know. It's your measuring stickers to how well you're, you're dealing with the course, you know, what kind of things you need to develop on, what kind of things you need to um, get better at and that kind of thing. Um, so it's absolutely not something to be seen as, a, you know, something to be dodged. It's, it's just part of it. Um, and You know, I mean, there's obviously us at the academic skills team, but there's all kinds of other things in the university that are designed to help you if you are running into problems and you would be much better suited coming to see us or coming to see, you know, talking to your tutor, talking to your peer group, um, you know, reaching out for help from other parts of student services and that kind of thing. There is so many safety nets available. There's absolutely no need to go down any of these roads or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's also think maybe about a slightly trickier area. So you know students are encouraged to think about assignments and maybe they're doing group work or maybe you're writing an assignment and you just, you know, have maybe a WhatsApp group where you're talking to other students. What about the issue of um you know working with someone else? So you know potentially you can plagiarize if you have, you know, taken parts of someone else's assignment that they're going to, to hand in or they have handed in. Um, and I've seen I've I've seen cases of that where collusion has been, um, you know, the issue where, you know, a, a student has maybe not intentionally lifted something from someone else's assignment, but that's what they've done. What's your kind of advice, Kevin, to students about looking at someone else's assignment when you're working on your draft?
2: Yeah, I mean I think it's it's a tricky one because you know there is a good community of students at the at the university and they, mm. they want to support each other. I think you try and keep your support general and I think that the point as well should be made that it's it's not just the the student who's looking at the essay who should be mindful of it. It's it's the student who shows the essay, you know, and, and yeah. because if when the plagiarism arises that the, the, they don't know potentially who was the original author of it, so it looks, you know, if you showed somebody your essay and you know, that person took sections from your essay, lifted them as they were, then when the when it was, you know, when it was finally submitted that it, it would the person who's marking it potentially wouldn't know who came up with those bits first. And both students could would be, you know, potentially in it and be coming up with some issues with, with plagiarism or, or, or called up in terms of the uh, plagiarism procedure. So, you know, I think it starts to some extent with the person who's written it, you know, and mm-hmm. just don't put yourself in a position where yep. if somebody asks to see your work that you that you show them at, even if it's work that you've already submitted, keep advice general. Right? There's nothing wrong with helping somebody out, pointing them in the right direction, get t- giving them some sources to look at. You know, yeah. you can you can point them in the direction of sources you've used, and it's up to that student to see what they do with them and how they use them. But you know, once it comes to the actual words that you've written on the page, that's where it's just generally safer to 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 keep it to yourself, even if it's close friends. And sometimes it's if it's really close friends, it can be more difficult because you want to. You want to help and advance your peers, but you know you need to do the best for your for yourself. Um, yeah. And doing the best for yourself is doing the best for each other as well. Because it, if you don't see each other's work, then you're 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 keeping yourselves away from that issue potentially. You can still study together and discuss the assignment, but when it actually comes down to the specific words written on the page, I think it's always best to just keep things separate. And and, and you just eradicate or or just eliminate that issue before it becomes one.
0: Yeah I've had that issue with a student who came to see this not in this university I hasten to add who came to see me and was very upset because she'd been called in front of the plagiarism panel and the issue was not that she had um, shown her work to anyone else but someone had actually stolen her work and the plagiarism panel were trying to establish who was it that had taken the work so she had to had to come and prove yeah. that it was her it's work right. and it caused her you know a huge amount of stress and upset um you know yeah. and and that was just it was a really unfortunate situation yeah um, because it's
2: the person who you know who's as you say the person who's helping will, will b- become part of the process or yeah, the person yeah. who feels that they're helping will become part of the process i've had a similar experience so i shouldn't have had a really bad experience early on in the degree with that and showed the essay sounded exactly the same and she she was kind of you know, became part of the, the whole thing. And, and from that moment on, you know, she vowed never to, to show anybody her work again, which she didn't, because, you know, it was such a kind of, you know, as you say, quite a stressful process to go yeah. through.
0: Yeah. Well, what about the issue of using work that, that you've used before? I think, Ben, you maybe touched on that at the start there, um, about, you know, self-plagiarism. Can you plagiarise yourself? I mean, can you not, if you've written something, can you not just submit that as as part of a future assignment?
1: Um, not in the exact form that you had it before. No, mm. because it, um, I mean, I think everybody's familiar with Turnitin it in and we'll kind of talk about that in a bit, but, um, you know, there's a huge kind of log of, um, things that have already been written by students and that kind of thing. And you may encounter situations where you're finding sort of, oh, I've, I've written about this before, or I've encountered this topic before or something like that. Um, But simply copying and pasting something that you've written before and then putting it in verbatim into a new um, piece of work or something is is absolutely not something that you can do. And I will say this is not unique to students. Um, If you look at academics and you look at academic work, you you can find academics who have, say they've you know written multiple chapters on a similar topic in different textbooks in different forms they may be giving you roughly the same information but they always change it slightly um, to be tailored to specifically what it is that they're looking at um i mean i will say it, it's like what kevin's just said the actual information and the kind of the content and the knowledge and all that kind of thing that is yours and that is yours to do with what you do with uh, how you choose so you can you know reuse um sort of sources and that kind of thing um you can take information from from the the same place and that kind of thing you can use that existing knowledge but just make sure that you rewrite it and make it distinct enough um that it doesn't trigger any kind of um any similarity issues and like I say, the main thing is just making sure that it's tailored to whatever it is that you're writing at the time the assignment will be different so it might be in a slightly different context it might be looking at a slightly different um issue or something like that um so just make sure that you do you do differentiate it somehow um and uh, and it's it's usually not
2: something that um, that you'll kind of fall into a pitfall with, um, if you approach it that way. Yeah. I, su- I suppose the only distinction we should make is with, with resubmissions, um, with something mm-hmm. that you need to put back. So, so if, if you've not passed something and then you, you, know, you need to adapt, you need, you need to resubmit it, I think you can view that new submission as the first submission again so you, you mm-hmm. can still use parts of that previous It's not it like some students wonder worry that if they failed something no you should still be rewriting it if you failed it right obviously there, should, there will be huge few, few parts of it you probably want to be changing but there might be a part that the marker says that they were happy with you know and, and if it's a resubmission, you can use that but again and the in the next one, right? It's only for for stuff we're talking about that as Ben was saying we're, we're stuff that's been submitted and successful from and that can be as we say from previous institutions and stuff like that or previous years. Um that yeah. that's now part of I suppose the the academic kind of sphere of evidence now that you can't you can't re- reuse it.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit as well about Turnitin. in. I think you mentioned that earlier, Kevin, about you know what Turnitin in is and what what you do with it and what you, what it's not, um, what it doesn't do rather. Um, any, any thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, students get quite up to high dough to, to use yeah. a Scottish phrase about turn it in. <laughs> and, hey, you know, I think it's, it's often seen as some kind of spy software, you know, it's like checking on you and it's trying to catch you out. But I mean, I think you need to remember the first instance turn it in is there for you to check your own work and, and, you know, yeah. It's a similarities checker, you know, and, and at the end of the process, there might be, you know, if, it's, if you've not used it properly and we've, we've, you've been in kind of uh, you blind to a lot of the stuff that we've just talked about there, you might end up, there might be some plagiarism which is potentially identified from a similarity, but the first instance and the primary instance of it is for you just to look through your work and check you know, check that you've not got huge parts of your document which are matched to other sources elsewhere on the internet. And that's, I should say, that's what it does, that you put it, put it through it internet. And then what it does is, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know how it works, but checks your document against everything else on the internet, apparently. And it's looking for passages and sentences which is matched exactly. So if you're using direct quotations, then you would see them matched and you would expect to see them matched. If you've got stuff in your reference list, you know those references will potentially be exactly the same in other documents. If you've got a title page, the title page is going to be the same as everybody else's title page, subheadings, sometimes things like that. You know, the the, the more kind of a uh, standard the the essay template, the more um, similarity is going to be in terms of that part of it. What you're really checking is that you've not got any big parts of your assignment which are matched in a color. So when it finds something, it gives you it kind of it highlights it in a color, big chunks of it and by chunks we mean sustained kind of phrases Mm. and sentences and certainly paragraphs which is saying this paragraph exists in exactly this form or this sentence exists in this exactly this form elsewhere on the internet now if it's matching something like that and you've got a reference next to it then it's not going to be a plagiarism issue because you're acknowledging the original author of that source right you're telling the reader that this source was written by somebody else so that's taking away that issue of acknowledgement but we don't want an essay which has just got big chunks that are coming from that big quotation chunks all through it. and I think it's something we might talk about in a minute. Mm. The other thing is, if you're paraphrasing, and we've spoken a lot about paraphrase, I think in the podcast and other forms, you, you get a lot more out of paraphrasing, and you should should be looking to paraphrase when you can. So it's a a good way of checking your paraphrases. You know, a last thing of going back through your assignment and looking, saying, right, I, I thought I paraphrased quite well most of my sources. Now looking back through it and looking to see if there's any sections of the assignment where you maybe got a sentence or two highlighted by turn it in, where it's actually saying to you, that's not really a paraphrase, that's still a quotation. And that might be a bit where you go, right, okay, well, I'm now going to check it um, uh, and go back. And what you can do is, is resubmit your assignment back through after you've after you've, after you've uh, kind of adapted it. You obviously need to plan a wee bit ahead to do that kind of resubmission yeah. Um, yeah. and make sure that you give yourself the time to check it. But it's a good way of checking your paraphrased information, right? And making sure that you don't have big sections that you thought you had to change in your own words that are that have been that have been matched. And I think what all that comes down to is that students get somewhat fixated by the score, the number. That's
0: what I was going to ask you, you about. Was the, the number? That's what, what most right. students get fixated on.
2: And they often ask, right, what 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 number should it be? What it should be? What should it be below? And. You know, the score is a, an initial guide, I think, or, or something. If you've got a massive score, then it, it might, you know, signal that there's some issues with the essay. But the, there's a whole variety of reasons why your percentages are going to differ from other people. And the only thing you should be doing is you should obviously glance at the, the, the score. But the aim is really just to look at the chat how it's matched parts of the assignment. And as I said, somebody with a huge amount of references, with a great like reference list, they're going to have a higher similarity score than somebody with there's only got a few references because yeah. you know the actual reference list and how it's formatted is going to be really similar to to how other people have used those sources and other documents, and that itself is going to push up the score. So you just you can't take the score on its own. You take the score along with the actual um, report, and it's much it's important that you look through the report and you don't just get you know fixated by that percentage.
0: Yeah, and we also want to make sure that people still feel confident, you know, when they're writing. So, you know, Ben, I think, you know, Kevin mentioned earlier there about that idea of, you know, some people might think, oh, well, I'm just safest to put lots of direct quotes into my assignment. And then, you know, as long as I've referenced those, that will be fine. But we have to sort of mention that really, yeah. we want you to paraphrase, we want you to, to talk about understanding and putting in lots of direct quotes is, is not really the way to to solve that issue, is it?
1: No, and I mean, usually we, we recommend paraphrases and, and tutors recommend paraphrases because it just shows a higher level of understanding. It's like, I can, I can read you a quote about quantum physics, I don't understand quantum physics, but I can read you a quote about it. <laughs> yeah. Whether I could paraphrase it or not is another story because that suggests that I understand what's going on. So, I mean, the thing that I think is worth saying, and it, and it comes back to what, you know, yourself and Kevin were saying right at the beginning of this podcast, which is the thing about as long as you're acknowledging the work and as long as you're, you know, referencing, um, even if, you know, there are sort of slight errors with the referencing, you know, you're not going to get up on a plagiarism committee because you put a full stop in the wrong place in your reference yeah. list or something like that. Um so, the thing to say about this is, you know, it, it is all quite big and scary, and I think that word plagiarism is, is, you know, it's a worry. It was certainly a worry when I was at university and, and a student, and I'm sure it was the same for you, but it is worth saying that the overwhelming, and I mean overwhelming majority of students will never, ever encounter any issues with plagiarism at all. They will never run into a committee. They will never hear the word associated with their work. And the reason why is because it is so simple to avoid. Um, You know, don't don't buy your essays. Um, Make sure that you're acknowledging where information is coming from. You know, if you are quoting, show where the quotes come from. If you're paraphrasing, you know, just practice paraphrasing. Just, you know, get a book, have a look at a couple of sentences, look away, rewrite it in your own words, see how different it is. Take the next section, do the same thing, see if you've differentiated it more and more and more. Use Turnitin to kind of check that you're paraphrasing well and that sort of stuff. Make sure that you're still referencing When you're using your paraphrases, you know, just follow the Cite Them Right guide as best you can and all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And and just be honest, you know, show where your information is coming from. Um, We've talked so many times about how referencing enhances your work. It makes your work better because it backs you up with evidence. It shows that you've got stuff from good sources and that kind of thing. Um, And it also, you know, completely dodges the the kind of plagiarism issue because it's a case of you're showing where your information is coming from. So, you know, as big and scary as, as it can seem, like I say, the, the overwhelming majority of students, as long as you're just making that earnest attempt to show where your information is coming from, you will have absolutely no problems with with this kind of stuff at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just, you know, to, to exactly what has been said there about, you know, referencing correctly, knowing how to reference in particular in-text citations should eradicate this. You know, essentially, the worry about unintentional plagiarism, right? If you're plagiarism intentionally, that's that's the stuff we're talking about, with, mm. you know, essay writing and using your, or using other people's work intentionally. But certainly, we're referencing, it should eradicate that issue or, or avoid it totally. Um, and remember, it's all about the in-text citation. And if you're ever unsure, right? I'm writing here. Do I need another citation? Then you know, give a citation. If you if, you know, too too many citations in your work is it maybe is an issue for your word count or takes up your word count a bit too much. But, you know, if you've got three or four sentences and you're thinking, does the reader know where all those sentences came from? You know, you can just give them another of the same citation. You can repeat the same citation again and that then just through that one little kind of bracketed phrase with your author or date and page number, you've, you've taken away that issue of, of of where did this come from? Who said that? And that then is is, is kind of avoiding that, that notion of, of, of plagiarism. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah. So I, I guess, and, you know, in summary, we're, we're saying, you know, if as long as you reference, and as long as you're making that attempt to reference and as Ben says, you know, you're not going to fail an assignment or be up, before the plagiarism panel, because you put a full stop in the wrong place, yeah, we, we, you know, they just want to see that you've made an attempt to, to show where that information. I mean, coming you know, from.
2: referencing is acknowledgement. You know, you could just yeah. we could call it a mm-hmm. system of acknowledgement because that's, we could just, that's what it is. That's the whole point of it. So you're, you know, if you're doing it and you know how to do it and when to do it and why to do it, then you know it, it should totally kind of um, mean that you don't need to, to think about plagiarism at all yeah
0: yeah and, and and as always there's lots of information to help you so do have a look at the careers and skills website look at the academic skills resources we've got lots of resources about referencing about all types of academic skills you can always book a one-to-one appointment with us um we're Always quite busy, but, you know, um, do try and book an appointment with us. You can look and see if there's any last minute cancellations and and book with us if you can. But you will find a lot of information actually on. Um, our online resources and including short videos as well um, that will help with this so i hope that's reassured a lot of you about plagiarism if you've got any suggestions um for future podcasts or anything you'd like us to have a blether about then just drop an email to skills at uws.ec.uk. thanks for listening